welcome folks welcome to shrinkology welcome to yet another podcast yet another sharing of therapeutic insights for all of you thank you so much for all the encouragement this helps me to not not only write a blog or a podcast but also create a video series this particular time on the topic that i'm going to speak about i have created a metaphor an illustration for the visual peeps to understand the topic better and in a more fun way yes metaphors speak directly to our conscious and our subconscious so go ahead right there on the youtube and go through it for all the people or audio peeps here i am let's speak about the topic that is dear to my heart and that is boundaries every single person every single person who inhabits the earth has a mental landscape every single person also has a mental health the person who is homeless the one wandering on the streets the regular tax paying citizen the student the criminal on the loose the captive serving punishment in the prison all all have mental landscape and a responsibility towards it some take this responsibility seriously and attend to various aspects of their mental health some are totally unaware or unable to do so that still does not minimize the fact that we each have a mental health to attend to metaphorically mental landscape is our house our space we spruce it up fill it with things we like from time to time clean up the messy corners and look after the security of the house we create security systems of our house and create rules regarding access or denial of access in our house now these are the boundaries of the house designed for our comfort boundaries are limits or rules you make to ensure your own comfort the basic premise is we each have the space this space consists of our behaviors thoughts emotions likes dislikes memories opinions attitudes beliefs so long as we respect each other's spaces we can live peacefully the space that has lot of rules regarding access and movement restricts entry of new elements and at times results in isolation the space that has no rules or loose fencing will allow newer elements to walk in and move freely kind of bulldoze it may create violations now either isolation or violation is not a healthy construct for interpersonal healthy interactions they lead to conflicts resentment at times expectations of auto mind reading and accusations of hurting sentiments these rules need to be spelled out openly for clear interactions to happen these rules need to be flexible clearly stated and open to changing from time to time this leads to revision of one space just like spring cleaning now how do we design or define boundaries the key word is comfort every revision or design must be based on this vital aspect of a mental landscape there is no right or ideal boundary each individual decides what is right for them now to be able to do so the awareness first needs to be for one's own landscape self knowledge of one's internal structure is the key to creating boundaries that offer us and others comfort and ease of interactions 
boundaries can be categorized as follows we each need to know what are these boundaries and they can be categorized into various i am going to cover only a few the ones i consider are all encompassing so the first boundary physical boundaries we have a comfort zone regarding touch and distance we may like some people touching us on our shoulders cheeks hands head but we may squirm if the touch moves to our chest waist thighs or legs even with your spouse you may have discomfort with some kind of touching how you learn to express and resolve these will create a healthy interaction with others if you are unable to create these rules you may feel uncomfortable and thereby avoid the company of those who violate these boundaries even distance plays its role we create distance at times to show displeasure observe a family to know who sits with whom to know the bonding nature within the people a distance is a rich boundary to express affection and bond it also is a way to measure the intimacy between two people very close on the heels of physical boundaries are our sexual boundaries consent and comfort again are two factors that design sexual boundaries often partners expect the other to fall in line without taking the all encompassing consent factor the underlying assumption is that once nudged they will come along or they must practices are introduced without taking into account the comfort factor underlying assumption being whatever is comfortable for one is comfortable for another very subtle but clear violation in the form of intimidation is taking place here it then becomes a power struggle between two individuals who promise to honor each other but end up intimidating or avoiding this most potent sexual area of fulfillment the boundary in place required here are clear discussions and specific rules of consent and comfort flexible check-in from time to time of changing preferences regarding touching cuddling pleasure points and practices would support the sexual atmosphere to remain pleasant and relaxed one goes with the thought that what was good yesterday is good today this forms the biggest breach and resentment builds partners must set aside and this cannot be insisted enough partners must set aside time to check with each other any changes they would like without awkwardness or fear of hurting or offending the other another kind of boundaries that we all need to be aware of is food boundaries yes you heard that right right from the childhood we are exposed to this biggest breach and violation which is at the base of so many eating disorders as young children we remember being compelled to eat things we didn't want to it is good for you they said it is healthy body for you they said the assumption being we are helpless and cannot decide what we must eat now let me tell you the body is so designed that it will partake what it wants however we were stuffed with milk maybe nuts boiled veggies etc regardless of our preferences as we grow we continue to be told what we must put inside our bodies for our own good our boundaries were grossly violated and we grew up not trusting our own selves or our own decisions it manifests when we are asked what would you eat in restaurants and we respond anything you order or at home when we are asked for that matter whatever what would you like to eat and we say whatever you cook as if our preferences we don't trust now the basic criteria actually should be our hunger quotient and our desire or craving let let us know what we like and declare with gusto 
today I want to eat so and so. Now this will be a step to healthy boundary with food. Let us stop eating when the body says and not when a parent asks you to. Let us stop politely the extra that another pushes in our plate. We eat what we want and how much we want, not what others select for us or stuff us with. Close enough, we have another boundary that is constantly violated and that is stress boundary. It is the most harmless or dangerous. Why do you want to wear that? Or this color suits you? We depend on others to tell us what we must wear or how we look. We trust others to know more about us than our own selves. That is the irony. The only reason to choose a cloth is our own preference for comfort and fit. Yet, magazines, spouses, in-laws and friends decide what we may adorn in form of paying dress codes or subtle hints of what color, fit and custom is expected to be followed. Perhaps funerals, weddings demand a certain appropriate dress code. But situation in between and around can live with your own choice. Open that wardrobe and ask what I would love to wear today instead of wearing something and asking another. What do you think about what I'm already? No harm in asking if that is what you like to reinforce after your own selection. But the first person to answer that how you look is you. Now comes the subtle arena where these violations become very subtle, very, very underhand. And those are our mental boundaries. Sometimes we are not even aware that it is happening. So often we are told, no, 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 no. Why do you think that way? Again, the underlying assumption herein is you need to think according to the dictates of another. The basic interference or violation is entering into your mental landscape and intimidating you into changing aspects of it. The pressure is the violation. Of your own accord, you may choose thoughts, but when thoughts are implanted and expected to adhere to certain frameworks, it requires your command. Advertising industry, partners, religion all propagate a thought framework to adopt. If you can accept it as yours after due scrutiny, it is yours to keep. But beware of zones where no change or flexibility is offered. It is a violation and needs your deep attention. Now be careful of statements like you mustn't think like that. To questions like why do you want to become so and so? Exploration queries would start with the curious um, what kind of question that will be asked is what reasons you have to become so and so as against why or a narrative that is like starting with you shouldn't. Emotional boundaries are also grossly violated day in and day out and they are the reasons for interpersonal friction. Often we hear statements like, oh, you're so sensitive, you're overreacting, you're so ready to cry. Now these are the statements aimed at how your emotions should be. Your emotions make them feel uncomfortable and so they wish to make them go away. The deepest violation is to not see an emotion that has surfaced and strike it as inconsequential. Every emotion you have is valid and requires your processing. Let no one tell you they are too much or too little or too anything. Embrace yourself with your whole emotional gamut and enjoy it, process it, own it. The one incapable of handling them need to know where their territory starts and ends. 
If we were to collectively utilize this power, we would reduce friction in interpersonal interactions and minimize the tendency to emotionally blackmail others to adopt their preferred emotions. The struggle here is to so delicate. And yes, emotions are so fragile, so our struggles are also that fragile. One needs to deeply, deeply trust and honor one's emotions. We also have a very clear new type of boundaries to create these days and that is social media boundaries. A new emerging trend is our social media interaction. They are real and subject to same dynamics as in person. The breach can be a rude comment, unsolicited DM entries, sharing of material without consent or screenshots without knowledge. The DM conversations are private territory. Sharing them without knowledge of all involved people is a breach. A violation. Entering DM space or post space with a contrary opinion, argument or nasty remark is a violation. The denial to access now is our new block feature. We deny access to a certain person who has become rather unpleasant is simply block them. Internet space is a personal space. Compelling another to agree to your plans, entering spaces at any time, sending lewd comments to pictures, all amounts to breach. Creating control to access and denial rules is a beginning of securing boundary and comfort with this new medium. Another very delicate type of boundary are the boundaries that are around our decisions. Since these boundaries were breached in the childhood, so many, so many of us grow up not trusting our own decisions. Parents, children, spouses, friends tussle daily over these boundaries. We Therefore, we don't trust the decisions we make. Roots of these, as I said, can be traced to decision boundaries breached earlier on leaving us doubting our own decisions. A simple principle needs to be embraced here. Every behavior has a consequence. Now, each decision we take has an inbuilt consequence. One must live with it. However, interpersonally, we aren't able to honor this chain of behavior and consequence. We wish to interfere with this chain to create the set of consequences we desire for others. The violation begins here. The person wants to take up a certain vocation. Parental ideal is not in that direction. Decisions are challenged and crisis, resentment, arguments follow. If only we can learn to honor the behavior consequence law, we would have better relationships. Boundary breaches are common daily affairs. Not only are our boundaries violated, but we too violate many boundaries of others. Building a one-sided narrative doesn't work for anybody's mental health. As much as others are responsible for our emotional friction, we too may be contributing to the emotional friction of others. Self-introspection and awareness will go a long way in addressing these violations. The good news about boundaries are that they can be negotiated. Yes, you can sit across and negotiate each other's preferences, needs and find a way to bring a win-win for all involved. Boundaries need to be flexible. Boundaries do not mean fixed rules. Our needs, our preferences, our comfort levels change. And if we are in awareness of that, we can honor these changes that happen over time. We can communicate with our near ones about making exceptions when required and requesting the same. Boundaries, along with being flexible, as I said, can be revised. As we move into different environments, our mental landscape needs different zones of comfort. We have every right to revise the boundaries as the environ and our inner template demands. Boundaries should be clarified. 
Clear communication at every step goes a long way in reducing confusion. It educates the other about what to expect and what is expected. Only if we are willing to look both ways, we would take one step ahead in allowing each mental landscape to flourish, bloom, be designed in their own unique ways. One often asks, what if my laying boundary hurts another? Isn't boundary work selfish? The key word, as we said earlier in the beginning, is comfort. In which arena, now I have a question here, in which arena looking out for one's comfort should be looked down upon? Isn't it a proper directive to look for? I, I would want to be comfortable now, wouldn't I? And since when is establishing one's comfort selfish? Boring exceptional areas, one of human circumstances, boundary work aims at daily interpersonal interactions and telling the other, this is who I am, this is how you can meet me, this is how I am willing to meet you if you will let me know who you are. Boundaries, boundaries is a very very vast topic friends and yes this, this is too limited or restricted a space we can go on and on and on but I have started it off think about it look into your own areas and tell me which are the boundaries that you feel are violated most for you how would you protect them what would you do to negotiate these boundaries and should you want help you can book a one-on-one session I have given the link below in the introduction of this particular podcast or you can find me on instagram linkedin twitter wherever the dm where you would want to speak to me about a session you're very much welcome you can view the series of boundary as i've told you earlier on youtube again i'll be sharing the link and if you don't get it simply pop into my dm and ask me for the link i'll be happy happy to give it to you it is my aim it is my aim that people start thinking more and more about mental health and they start utilizing these tips. As I say, not everybody can afford therapy. Not everybody can kind of think or find a key in therapy. So if you won't go to therapy through my podcast, through my blogs, through my YouTube videos, through my Instagram updates, therapy comes to you. So partake of it and enjoy. I'll see you again next week with another therapeutic insights. Till then, have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead.